the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Hey, group. Well, welcome to Cornerstone Radio. This is Blaine Nurse. Uh, I'm here tonight with Pastor Ed Brody. We do not have Pastor John with us tonight. He is uh, a little busy, but uh, exciting things going on in John's life. Uh, He's really working on getting some all his paperwork and testing in to be a chaplain. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. With the fire uh, fire department. All right. All right. And he was very involved with the fire department uh, many, many years ago, and he stayed in contact. And um, you know what, folks? I, I talk about my brother John uh, quite a bit, and I'm very blessed to be with him and Ed as we watch God work and move as uh, our Lord uses us. Uh, with the homeless. And, uh, you know, it was a vision of John's uh, many, many, many years ago. It's great to see God doing a work in his life and uh, really in our lives. He's changing folks all around us and uh, changing our hearts as well. So it's going to be us tonight. We do want to welcome you to the show. And, uh, you know, as we start this show, we're going to, our title is, What Do the Last Days Look Like? The Bible speaks a lot about the last days. Uh, those last days have been going on for many, many days, and uh, we're going to have some scriptures tonight to, to kind of look at and glance. But before we do that, of course, uh, Pastor Ed, any any stories, anything moving, uh, things going on from the from the homeless ministry that you want to share? No, there uh, things were pretty quiet uh, this weekend, Saturday, and uh, yeah. so it's uh, we we got. And I, like I always say, a lot of prayer going on. Yeah. And uh, everybody that comes up to get food also gets asked, would you like prayer? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's surprising how many people do. Yeah. And, and and some of them want prayer, which is interesting to me. Some of them want prayer, and they, uh, they don't really even know why. <laughs> That's so, right. What do you want prayer for? Uh, peace in the world. Okay. We can pray for that. Yeah. Uh, what, anything you want on a personal? No, I don't think so. So then we start making suggestions. How about yeah. prayer for protection? How about prayer for your needs being met? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I need those. So it's just kind of interesting that they're coming and asking for prayer and really don't have a specific thing they're asking for. That is very true. Um, I noticed that because we're all in, we're, we're all kind of in different little groups, you know, we're a little scattered down there. So we're making sure that we do cover a lot of bases. And so people will be walking up and we do. And, and you're awesome at that. You'll just say, hey, what do you, what do you need prayer for? Would you like some prayer? And it seems like many of the folks are, well, yeah, I'll take some prayer. And, uh, and you're right. A lot of times they don't know. We do get the requests, of course, for a job. 
and uh, security. Um, some want to again be you know back in um, just in their normal state or uh, their, I don't want to say normal their traditional state or being with family and friends. Um, but you know what? They're always open for prayer. Yep. And uh, and it's fun because we like to pray. <laughs> Um, this week, um, I, I do want to share a story about a man that I had met in the past. I'm going to give you his testimony a little bit. His name was Joshua. Um, you know, while we were out there at the park this weekend, Ed, um, we shared the word. We shared um, a, a scripture, um, a daily devotional, and it looks like we're going to take some daily devotionals back. There were many folks that wanted some of those. Yeah. And I just so happened to have many of them. But as we were sharing the word again, there was someone who stopped to listen to the word. And it, it's, it's awesome because it's the word. It's the word of God. We're reading from the Bible. We are reading the scripture out of a devotional. And this person had his dog there and he just stood there and listened. And afterwards, uh, we shared the word. We talked, said, hey, who needs prayer? Well, I went over to speak to this gentleman and uh, I asked him if I could share his name. His name was Joshua. And I, uh, it was somebody that I had known from many years past. And Joshua was very, very excited that we were doing what we were doing, feeding the homeless, uh, providing clothing for him. He said five years ago he was in that line. Five years ago he was homeless. And this man, he told me his testimony. He, he mentioned that he had 30 years of addictions with drugs. He... Um, he had been involved with gangs most of his life. Uh, had been in prison. He told me this, Ed. He, he mentioned that he had died. He had overdosed 15 times. And I'm looking at this gentleman, you guys, and I, I'm going to have a hard time here. You know, I just feel like I just want to uh, cry because I think, audience, you know, we're real over here. We're very real. Um, and we have family and friends that have had addictions. We've prayed for them. And sometimes we just think, oh, man, there just isn't any hope. But you know what? With Christ our Lord, with Jesus Christ, there is hope. Amen. And, I mean, 30 years. It's, uh, and he stood there. He said he'd been clean for five years. Um, he, he was pointing out the truck that he bought. He's been working for a company that I'm fa- very familiar with. Anyway, Joshua, praise Jesus. I asked him, I said, maybe one of these days when, when work might get slower, there's a rainy day, I would love to have him on this show. Yeah. And yes. he's got a testimony, and so many people out there do, yeah. as, as we do. So, well, you know what? I just had to share that with you, you folks. Um, again, we're going to be going over what do the last days look like. we got a few scriptures we're, we're going to share, but... Um, you know, if we could just keep thinking about Joshua and keep thinking about some of those folks, you know, God's listening, God's answering, and uh, he's answering prayers, I mean, for you and me, um, where we are in our walk, and uh, God's listening, he's working, he's moving, he's touching, and uh, Joshua's, he's in fellowship, you know, and, and I think one of the things that, uh, one of the things that we do encourage folks the most and especially when they're involved in addictions, but just all of us, is we need to be in fellowship. We need to be in fellowship. We need to be in God's Word. It's our strength. And to hear this man, he was so broken that day, um, and to hear him that he he's just he's in the Word. I think he said he's, he, he does his own devotionals morning at night. And um, I just, uh, I just, I'm thankful for him. It's guys like him that, that just totally bless us. Yeah. 
There's a scripture following that up, uh, Hebrews 11.25, and it says, uh, do not stop meeting together or as some are the habit of doing. But uh, I'm probably getting this a little bit wrong. But anyway, uh, keep keep meeting together, and especially as the day comes near. Oh. So, uh, so as we see these end times, as an indication that we just need that fellowship more and more because that's where we get our support. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you get people that think the same, they're going to support you when you're when you're having a problem. So we need to <clears throat> we need to be in fellowship. Great great scripture there Pastor Ed. You backed that one up pretty good from memory. Okay, let's get in our study, God. We we just uh, I say God, it's like Lord, we pray that you will bless this this time and this word and it will just uh penetrate all of our hearts. So folks, I'm going to start um, in the most popular scripture um, that I think that I've heard so many times through the years out of Matthew uh, 24. I can't read the whole um, chapter, though we do encourage our listeners to just dig in and uh, see what God's Word has and what the Holy Spirit would speak to you. But I'm going to read um, chapter 20, 24, verse 3, and I'm going to go through 8. So here we go. It says, the signs of the times and of the end of the age. It says, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. You guys got to, we all need to listen to each and every one of these verses. In verse 5, it says, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Verse 6, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. And, of course, the chapter goes on. Um, I believe this is called the um, Olivet Discourse. Mm-hmm. And as Jesus is teaching, you know, those disciples, they're like, hey, hey, we got the insight here. <clears throat> let's go to Jesus privately and let's get some answers. And, uh, again, the whole chapter has many, many descriptions as to what's going to happen exactly. Um, and maybe maybe Pastor Ed's going to touch base on a couple of those. I have another one towards the end that I might share. Um, but what do the last days look like? And so, you know, I'm going to I'm going to pass it over to you, Pastor Ed, and see what what insights you've had. Um, I'm pretty sure in my heart that through the, your years, you've spent many days teaching on this subject. It's a it's an incredibly um, it's a large subject. Uh, that's written in our word, and it's something we need to be ready for. Yeah. Uh, yeah about uh, 2011, somewhere in that area, uh, I was asked to teach a class on uh, end times. <clears throat> and uh, what I decided to do was take the, the scripture and show the, the prophetic end of it, what, uh, what, it, what it was predicting mm. and what was actually happening. You could see these... Uh, prophecies coming to coming into uh, reality uh now that was back in 11 uh, 2011 and uh, i look out there today and i'm thinking boy uh, so many of the things that i had talked about coming up uh, then 
are happening now. Yeah. But what struck me was this, the shortness of time. You know, we think of uh, end times as maybe being in the future, long in the future. Yeah. I think we're in it. I think we're in it. And I think as you read Matthew 24, I'm going to read a little bit out of uh, Luke 21, which is basically the same same story. But from when I taught then, just a few years ago, about 10 years ago, mm. uh, to today, there's so much changed. Back in then, we talked about uh, things that were going to happen where people would be persecuted, the church would be persecuted, and people would be arrested. Well, today we see that. And I think I mentioned last week of two cases where people were arrested by uh, federal agents. Uh, one of them, I mean, neither one of them required federal agents. It should have been local police that dealt with it. Hmm. But the federal agents stepped in. Now, my son worked for the state for a number of years in, uh, in some of the uh, uh, police end of things law enforcement and he was telling me one of the reasons <clears throat> one of the reasons that the feds step in in these cases like that is because of the restrictions on that some of the local laws have oh. and so uh, so they they in other words you can be arrested taken to court turned loose but with the feds when you're arrested uh, you're pretty much arrested. Okay. <laughs> There's no getting out until you go through trial and all that. It used mm-hmm. to be. Nowadays, they're turning them free, too. But um, so, so that's one of the things that I had predicted would happen in the future, and today it's happening. Hmm. The worst one I think I ever saw was a man who was arrested during the pandemic. He was, uh, they were outside service, and he was singing, and the police arrested him for singing too loud. Oh, my. Something about uh, this, the spittle goes too far if you're singing too loud. So they handcuffed him and took him back. They didn't oh, put him Lord. in the car, but they, they did handcuff him. Yeah. So those things are coming. And like I mentioned last, year, uh, last week was uh, you look out at this bill that was just passed, 80,000 new uh, IRS agents, yeah. and they're being armed. That's what's the scary part. Yeah. So what do you think they're going to be looking at? And they're going to be looking at Christians, uh, not so much you and I, but the leadership in Christianity. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be looking at the church, and they're going to be auditing church books. And uh, the scary part is that something that I'm going to predict coming up very shortly, at least maybe after they hire these people, is, uh, is a change in the law so that they become law enforcement and they can make arrests, yeah. um, which right now they can't. Mm. But but that's just putting more uh, officers on the street, more reasons to arrest people, more people, more reasons for getting Christians uh, off the street and into jail. Because right. if you're not arresting, the guy's causing the problems. Right. So... So this is some of the stuff. One of the things that I've been disappointed in is I hear a number of people on television, commentators, who tell you they're Christian, and nobody is talking about that, what a spiritual war this truly is. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see things changing like that and you see that people becoming armed and ready to start arresting Christians, start persecuting the church, Yeah. Um, they ought to be talking about that. Mm-hmm. They ought to be telling where that source is coming from. 
but they blame so much on bad decisions or uh, a political theology they're working on. Mm-hmm. Now, this is this is coming from Satan. Yeah. I mean, let's just face facts. Satan is we're under attack by Satan, and it's just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Our, our hope is in Jesus Christ yeah. because he's he's the one that can get us through all of this. Uh, so, yeah. so we have to rely on Jesus. As, as, as you read through these end times, both Matthew 24 and Luke 21, Mark 13, hmm. um, it's God that's going to get us through this. Yeah. And we have to put our full faith and trust in God and allow him to take us through it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So now you're going to read then out of, it's Luke 21? Luke 21, yes. Okay. All right. Well, I, I want to hear that version. I'm sure I've read it through the years, but yep, anxious to hear that. Okay. I, I'm going to start in verse 8. It says, Do not let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and saying, The time has come, but don't believe them. When you hear of wars and in, insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end will follow immediately. Mm. So it, this kind of thing kind of, I think, places us where we're at. We've, we've come to the point where people are being arrested. We've come to the point where uh, the church has been under persecution. And, and, uh, and you think about the wars. We've got Korea who's firing rockets. We've got uh, Iran who's who's uh, getting ready to build uh, atomic bombs. And there, there's a lot of rumors going on out there, a lot of rumors about oh, war. Oh, yeah. So, so all of this I see as, uh, as we're into right now. So when people ask, are we in the end times, I tell them, yes, we are. Mm-hmm. We haven't reached the tribulation yet, but right. that, you know, that's, we know that's going to be down the line. Yep. So that was the main thing I wanted to talk about is just uh, – and, and another thing we – just a thought came to mind that we see so many churches now who are who are beginning to compromise on God's word. Oh, yeah. And I think so many of the uh, lifestyles that have been condemned by God that we being see being accepted in churches now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they they really have no explanation about why they go into uh, why they're allowing it to happen. You know, they relate back, God loves us all. Well, God does love us all. But you've got to remember there's judgment coming, and the judgment doesn't come on love. The judgment comes on our actions, our lifestyles. Yeah. So using love as an excuse for accepting uh, things that are contrary to what God teaches is not an excuse. That's right. That's right. And And you know what? There are many, many warnings. There's many things written on what these days are going to look like and you're right they have amplified oh man have they amplified over the last few years we have seen and you've seen a few extra years than i have there um, pastor ed but um you're you're what you're right there's they're starting to happen really quickly i just want to read a really short little section um perilous times and perilous men wickedness in the last days let's go over that for a minute and uh, it's in, found in Second Timothy 3, in another familiar part of Scripture. And uh, it says, but know this, verse chapter 3, verse 1, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, 
disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. So that's kind of what that our our last days are going to look like. And, you know, Pastor Ed, gosh darn it, it's, it's sad. I don't watch the news. I don't. I don't watch the news, but I do try and catch up on certain uh, stations every once in a while. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of treacherous things going on in our world, a lot of ruthless uh, acts come, going on. And um, I think with that scripture, it, it sure does give us a look at what Jesus said, what what to look for. But also, as, as Paul was writing to Timothy, as they were writing... Um, it says that this is going to have, be how it looks also. And we've definitely seen this in a, in a amplified, I think. Right, right. There's, there's, just one, there's another verse, too, when we talk about okay. things, that, uh, things that are coming in the future. In Amos, it says, The time is surely coming, says the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread and water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from border to border, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. So there's going to be a time when when there's no one around to spread the word. Right. You know, and uh, we talk about the rapture. I think a little bit different than most people, but I'm a post-tribber. But the point is that the people are going to be taken out and the word of God is not going to be found, right? Because there's no one there. Hey, you know what? What a great idea, there, Pastor. What a great, great idea. Because we're not there yet, and because we're not there yet, folks, let's get the word of God out. I mean, let's get the word of God out. We are so blessed to be part of Bible teaching churches. Uh, we're blessed. I'm blessed to be part of organizations that have lots of Bibles. Yep. And, uh, and and even as, as a park ministry that you folks support, thank you for your support. We need those prayers. As we get to kind of go to the areas that we were called to, we're handing out the Word of God every week. Right. Praise God. I mean, and, and uh, like I say, uh, many of them wanted to see some of those little devotionals. You know, we we would love to just give them this whole Bible. I mean, look at all the years you've been studying. Yeah. And if people were to look at our Bibles, they're like, huh, it looks like they spent a little time there. Um, but we won't ever stop, will we? I mean, no. this Word of God is living and powerful. And you guys, when you started doing that Bible study at the beginning, uh, we did it once before and it kind of faded. Yeah. But I, now I see a, a much greater interest uh, when you talk. Because they sit and listen, and they don't. They stop looking through the clothes. They stop looking for food, and they stop and listen. So the word of God is important out there. Yeah. And like I say, I think it's a good idea to remember that someday they may not have the opportunity to hear the word of God. That that is just hitting my heart right now. It's just hitting my heart. It's like boom. That's right in front of our faces, right there. Mm-hmm. Let's get the word out while we can. Um, now, as we look at these end times, as we look at about the even the. The wars and the rumors of wars and the pestilence. I mean, we are seeing that, guys, right in front of our noses. Um, As the Bible says, though, as Jesus said, not to be troubled, um, I think not only is really our study today, as we talked about, you know, what did the last days look like? We spoke of what Jesus wrote. We spoke about how Paul wrote as to how people were going to be. 
But the key, the bottom line, is that we're called to be ready. And so one of the things that I've encouraged my own children, my adult kids, uh, and my wife and I, we, we spend a lot of time in the Word, but I tell them and remind them to do not forget about Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, the armor of God. Amen. We have got to put on the the breastplate of righteousness, you know, the helmet of salvation, the sword of truth. You know, we need, I want to encourage our group. Uh, I don't know if we've ever done this before, Pastor Ed, but I'm going to give them a, whoever's out there, brothers and sisters, uh, we've got a homework assignment for you um, to read Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 20, armor of God, meditate on it, look at your study notes, cross-reference that, just gobble it up like you would a plate of spaghetti, and um, let's put on that armor of God. Let's be ready. Because we're called to be ready. Amen. How about you, Pastor Ed? I, I, I know that our time is out, but I'd love to hear if you want to close uh, any any words of wisdom that you might have before we call it an evening. Yeah, just just real quick. There's a there's a lot of pastors out there that will tell you, uh, don't worry about the end times. Don't worry about Revelation uh, because you're going to be raptured before any of that takes place. Well, there's no guarantee. Right. What they should be saying is that's what I believe. But we need to prepare in case we have to go through. You know, what? what's the downside of that? There is none. But the upside is your relationship with Christ gets better. You get more informed about what's going on. And you're prepared if you have to go through it. If you don't, you're still ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And, praise God. Yeah. And, you know, and you are right. We barely tapped on it. Maybe we'll uh, enter a little bit more another day. Uh, but the persecution around the world is really happening. It's happening here at home. It's going to get it's going to be amplified. But let it happen, because if we're armored up, folks, and we're in the word of God, we got our Lord Jesus Christ on our side. And if he is for us, who can be against us? Um, Romans eight. All right, you guys, that's it for us. We do want to thank you for joining us. We thank you for our sponsors. I mean, really, they they help clothe these folks. Thank you, Goodwill. Sombreros, you, Javier, and your family, God, you give these. These folks are looking forward to those burritos every week. Pastor Steve at Elkhorn Foresight had the wisdom to give John this opportunity. We thank you, Pastor Steve, and even Pastor Jeremy and Tim over at Skyline, you guys and your sponsorship. We say thank you. We pray that the Lord's word will go forth. We pray your strength in this day. Have a blessed night. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.